Welcome back again to More Than Football here at the Triple M Studios. I am joined by an AUFC legend today. He doesn't want to be called a legend. He wants to be called an ex-player. But 125 games for us, eight goals as a defender. Plus, he spent some time with the Western Sydney Wanderers. We won't talk about that. Played in Asia, but I'm here with media's Robbie Cornthwaite. Welcome. Thank you very much, mate. Very kind, very nice introduction. I might have to come on here a little bit more often. Yeah, I, I rehearsed that one because, you know, big name, big name. Got to get it right. Just just be yourself, mate. Relax. Yeah, Don't be I nervous. Am. Yeah, no, I don't, but, you know, it's it's Robert Cornthwaite. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. But, um, but yeah, it, you know, I, I say media's Robbie Cornthwaite with, you know, my tongue, tongue in cheek. Yep. But um, you're getting around at the moment, and it's it's quite good. You're doing well. No, I appreciate that. I mean, um, when you finish one career and you move into another, if people start knowing you as media's Robbie Cornway, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's quite nice. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I spent some time overseas doing a bit of television, um, Fox Sports Asia mm-hmm. and um, Astro Super Sport in Malaysia. I sort of cut my teeth there, away from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm back, and and people have received me very well. I've been, I know, I've been getting um, some some friendly sort of comments, some good feedback, which is nice. But um, it's like a footballer, um, you know, you're yeah. only as good as your last game. So I know, um, you know, you can't get ahead of yourself. And I've got a lot of improving to do, um, a lot of different areas that I want to try to tap into. So um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at, but um, yeah, it's not the finished product. Well, you've started well because, um, and we, I'll ask you about um, you know TV in Asia, but. Um, from the the feedback I've seen, it's been pretty positive, and yeah. it's nice to have someone that's and I've got to frame this yeah. <laughs> uh, neutr- in a, in a neutral manner. But um, it's nice to have someone that uh, can be complimentary but mm. still maintain a neutrality when commentating on our games. Yeah. So on behalf of all fans, yeah. thank you for that. Oh no, much appreciated. I mean, you can't please everyone of course, but um yeah, finding that balance is is important because, you know, as an ex-player, there was times when you were playing where in the dressing room you'd, mm. you'd give someone a bake and you know, you see things that happen on the field in a game when you're commentating and you yeah. think, "Oh, you know, if I was a teammate, I wouldn't be happy with that." But you can't really go to town on people too often. Mm. Um, I think I'm pretty balanced and pretty fair. Um, you know, even players that I'm quite friendly with, if they do something wrong, I'll I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, like I just be myself because if you're not yourself and people don't like you, then you're going to wish, well, I should have just said what I wanted to say instead. So yeah. yeah, I'll just do what, say what I think. And, um, so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's authentic and authenticity, mm. right? Like I think that's, that's one of the biggest and the key things I think that people are looking for from people in entertainment or, you know, on TV 100%. Or, in radio or whatever. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, um, you know, in this day and age with everything that goes on, especially, you know, social media, some of the TV shows that mm. are out there at the moment, um, you know, people aren't sure what's fake and what's real. So I just, like I say, I just try to say it how it is or I give my honest opinion. Um, And like I said, you're not going to please everyone, but, uh, you know, that's all you can do, I suppose. Do you you get any uh, text messages from some of the players that you did play with or you do know quite well? Like, oh, come on, man, why'd you say that? I have, but I I, (laughs) I actually can't really remember them, to be honest. Um, There was one or two where, you know, maybe I've said something about, you know, oh, I shouldn't have done that or or that's, you know, poor and... And whatever, and they say, oh, you know. But at the same time, like, yeah, I, I try to say it in a way of what they should do, yeah. um, or what they should have done, not what I would have done, because yeah. I might have done what they done. Yeah. You know, I might have <laughs> made the exact same mistake they did. But yeah. Yeah. you know, um, and and also, you know, I think I haven't coached the game, yeah. so you know, for me to give coaching instructions can be, um, 
not difficult because I, it's again it's my opinion but um you know I don't have a coaching background so I yeah. do tread lightly in that area yeah did you think about going into coaching or was it always you know media for you no I was never always media and it would it, I never really thought I'd be a coach to be honest yeah. um I still like to do my coaching badges purely just to see the game a bit differently mm-hmm. um you know to analyze things a little bit more but yeah. um yeah, my whole career has just been about timing as a player, moving clubs at the right time. And right when I retired was basically an opportunity to do television in Malaysia. And it's just been, I just think I've made a lot of good decisions at the right time um, throughout my career and sort of led me to where I am. Yeah. Tell me about that, you know, in, in Malaysia and, and how did that whole thing come about? So you, you finished playing and, you know, um, you find yourself on on TV in Malaysia, did you have to learn the language? Like how, how much of a challenge was that? Yeah. I mean, football in Malaysia is like huge, especially the English Premier League. Um, yeah. I mean, all the games, the early game kicks off at like 7 PM. So yeah, on a right. weekend, so it's like perfect timing for, for everyone to watch. But basically I was playing for a team called Perak. Um, I was struggling a bit with injury and I just wasn't enjoying my football anymore. Um, and they kind of wanted to move me on. So I was you know, basically saying, oh, no, I want to stay, whatever. We negotiated um, my release, and then immediately after that, I retired. But mm-hmm. um, pretty much at that exact moment, the World Cup was on, mm-hmm. and Astro Supersport, which is basically your Fox Sports of Asia, um, yeah. sorry, of Malaysia, um, they're an English-speaking channel, so everything's in English. Mm-hmm. Um, they have English pundits come over. I work with Danny Mills, Stan Collingmore, Saha, um, oh. Gilberto Silva, all these massive, massive names. Yeah. Um and they basically said, oh, would you like to be a, a pundit for the Australia games? And if I was playing, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So yeah. I thought, you know what, I've had enough. I want to retire anyway. So this is perfect timing. Yeah. Um, ended up retiring and did a few games. They liked what I did. Um, and then off the back of that, the Premier League season was starting. Mm-hmm. And they had a rule that you couldn't be a pundit for the Premier League unless you'd played in the Premier League. Yeah, right. Obviously, I haven't played yeah. in the English Premier League. So they said, listen, we think you're comfortable in front of the camera. Do you want to try some hosting? Um, and I was a bit daunted by that, thinking, well, I haven't even done any hosting. I've only just started doing some punditry. But I thought, you know, I'd just jump in the deep end, give it a go. And yeah, it worked out okay. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say so. It's worked out okay. <laughs> so how did how did it um, come to, how did you come to be in the position here? Was it uh, through Fox Sports Malaysia that Fox Sports here? Or did you just return to Adelaide in the meantime? Well, every time I came back to Adelaide um, for a holiday or when I was living in Sydney, I went on Bill and Boz uh, a couple of times. And, um, you know, it's funny. I don't want to give away my secret, but <laughs> the best way to get on this kind of thing is just to ask. Yeah, right. You know, like I, I have contacts there and just basically say, hey, if you ever need anyone, um, if there's any opportunities, please let me know. Like I'm willing to do whatever kind of thing. Yeah. So just slowly it, ca- it came along like that and, and they were always happy. So whenever I came back on holiday, I'd I'd text the guys at Fox Sports, say, hi, I'm in Adelaide. Adelaide's playing Wanderers. If you need someone, let me know. Yeah. Um, and more often than not, they were like, oh, it'd be great to have Robbie along with everyone else that's there mm-hmm. and just kind of led from there in in Malaysia, I went to Singapore, covered the Asian Cup for Fox Sports Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's really no connection between the two. Okay. Um, I just basically kept people up to date with what I was up to. Yep. Um, and this has all happened quite quickly because when I got back to Australia, it's it was basically like, you know, there's some FFA Cup games in Adelaide. Uh, you know, Robbie's there. Let's let's see how he goes. Yep. And then just off the back of that, yeah, just um, okay. basically lined up everything that's on high much now. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. And, yeah. um, so we do. I do want to talk to you a little bit about football, obviously, yeah. uh, and your career. So um, I remember when you first uh, broke into the team, but because uh, you know I was a I was a fan on the in the stands as well at that point, and just a, a member as well. But what I didn't know about you is that you were actually born in Blackburn. 
Yeah, England. I was born in England. Yeah, yeah. so I'm a big uh, Blackburn Rovers fan. I was going to ask that. So yeah, yeah, big yeah Rovers fan. so Rovers fan. My dad, Blackburn through and through as well. My mum's actually Welsh. Um, so, yeah, always followed Blackburn growing up as a kid. I uh, actually yeah. supported England growing up as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously got my opportunity to go to United when I was about 18, I think it was. I trained with the team for eight months. Yeah, right. uh, really? With John Cosmina when, when the A-League was just starting. Yep. Um, I wasn't getting paid, um, okay. quit my job. My dad basically said, I'll support you until we find out, you know, what's going on. Wow. And then, yeah, got a chance. And it took me a couple of years probably to sort of get myself into the first 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, once I did, it was, it had a good couple of seasons. Yeah. It would, I think, um, Bruce mentioned that he had a, a similar experience. He was coming from Sydney and he was in the team as an injury replacement. Yeah. And then, then he was gone Then he came back and was training and yep. wasn't sure what was happening. And then, you know, he got his chance and. And that was it. Yeah. So um, you obviously based here. Yeah, I think, like I said about the timing, like yeah. I was the perfect age. The A League was just starting. You had to have three players under the age of twenty. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knew what was going on, so they just picked three local kids. They picked right. me, Tony Hatzis, and Michael Matriciani. Where nowadays they go and get the best three under twenties in Australia. Yeah. So if that was the case, I probably wouldn't have got picked. You know. So again, it was just everything seemed to. A lot of my career, things just fell into place yeah, at the yeah. right time, and. Only had a one-year deal, got to the end of the year, got another one-year deal, got another one-year deal. So it, was, it, was, um, it wasn't easy at the start. Yep. Um, obviously, you're never sure what's going on. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, things worked out okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I recall when you first broke in, you were playing it right back? Yeah, it was yep. right back for a while. Yeah. Um, okay. I had a decent sort of engine, like I could run a bit. Yeah. But, you know, well, I definitely wasn't a right back. <laughs> but, you know, you see the more experienced players – usually playing in the center of defense. So yeah. that's where I basically got my opportunity and, you know, that's where I, yeah, you know, that's where I ended up. I think it was Michael Valkanis and Anshia Stanza. They basically had the center. Yeah. On and there was point. even, um, even Christian Rees was yeah, there. Course, he, yeah. he was ahead of me. Um, and yeah, over the years, there was a couple more. Sasha obviously came and yep. I played a bit with Sash, but yeah, early doors, I was a right back behind Richie Aligic. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually in the Asian Champions League run where we went to the final yep. for nearly the whole group stage, I played as a right back. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, it wasn't always... That was the campaign as... you kept scoring? Yeah, I scored a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're so... going to get to that as well. But like, <laughs> I, I really thought you were playing in the centre at that point. No, well, I think, I, to be honest, I've said this on a number of occasions, my, the memory for my own career is yeah. t- t- terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't remember the games I've scored in. I yeah. don't remember what year and all that kind of stuff. So... You probably know more than me, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I do. I remember. I do remember that run. But that's that's actually interesting, and it's going to get me off 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 this uh, off track here because just take me inside that mindset because you're probably as an athlete, you're always thinking about the next game, and it's always one game at a time, and you know what I mean. There's that whole mantra. Um, so, do you really get a chance to actually stop and kind of take much in? It doesn't sound like you do. Uh, not really, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I like you say, I probably not. Yeah. There was, when I went to South Korea, I can even remember now, and there was times where I was like on the bus going to like away games and, you know, I'd look around and be in a foreign country, all yeah. Korean players, and I'd be just be looking out the window at this, you know, crazy city or farmland or whatever. Yeah. And a few times I thought, just remember where you are. Like, wow, this is pretty crazy. Yeah. But in those days, no, nah, I probably never stopped to yeah. to sort of look around and realize where I was. Yeah, because games are coming thick and fast. You're at training. Yeah. You're like, you know, we've got to win this. You know, it just, yeah. I mean, it's a... And and also, sorry, the when you're that age, um, like football's absolutely everything mm-hmm. to you. 
and for me, when you get old and you get married, you have kids and all that, you know, so much more going on. Yeah. But at that age, everything you do is like focused for the game. You know, yeah. like you go to train, you come home, you do this. I wouldn't speak to anyone on match day and right. and all that kind of stuff. So it does evolve. And I think then I probably just, you know, I was like, okay, what's next? I've got training yeah. tomorrow. Like, you know, so yeah, that's just the way it is for me. I don't remember all that much. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, and I've said this to Bruce, I'm an amateur footballer, yeah. right? And I have been my whole time, but you obviously have a lot more other things to, you know, to think about. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's not training 24-7 or anything like no. that. But I, I sort of remember, uh, probably to, to my detriment and to my own teammates' annoyance, I yeah. remember a lot of the goals that I scored. <laughs> Happy to remind them about it, you know. Yeah. So well, There's probably not that many. That's why it's easy to remember. <laughs> oh, oh, they are going to get a kick out of that. Because <laughs> I actually scored a few, but I don't want to talk no. myself up here. Well, it's like Glenn McGrath. He yeah. can remember every test wicket he took. If you yeah. say test wicket number 300, he can say, oh, you know, it was Tendulkar yeah, over yeah. the wicket. Yeah. It's like... Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Again, I don't want to talk myself up because I'm a nobody here, but I've scored plenty of goals in the yeah. uh, amateur league he's here in South Australia. He's getting his phone out. He's getting his yeah. phone out. He's going to show me well, his clips. I was, I, I was going to say at the end, but I might just, you know, I'm part of a 30, over 35s team. I know you're old, th- are you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, d- 38. I'm trying to suck up to you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. But I know that you're you're 34, yeah. so, you know, if you ever want to game in over 35s, <laughs> just give me a call. You have my number. You saw me in goals the other week, did you? you <laughs> I saw did, me playing yeah. goalkeeper. And I was going to ask you about that. Like, how, how did you end up as goalkeeper in our legend team? Oh, well, they asked me to play and like, to be honest, I can't move. Like my, <laughs> really? my like there's a few different, um, body types out there and there's mm-hmm. a few bigger boys than me that, yeah. that, uh, you know, put the weight on a little bit, but yeah, right. yeah my body shot to pieces. So I can't even get really into a run. I was after 20 minutes of goalkeeper yeah. kicking the, like the ball, I was like, I was genuinely like, I might have to come off here. <laughs> um, so when they asked me to play, I said no. And they said, oh, you can have an off-field role. You right. can, like, I don't know, sit next to Vidi or something. So yeah. I said, all right, no worries. And then about a week before, Trav just emailed me and just said, oh, you're goalkeeper because we don't have a goalkeeper. And I just thought, <laughs> oh, you know what, why yeah. not? But I actually really, really enjoyed it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It made me think, oh, maybe I could play, like, you know, over 35s or amateurs and, and just be a keeper. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you held your own. You did pretty well. Yeah, and I was happy, to be honest. Yeah. I was like, the one thing that surprised me is how big the goals are. There was a couple of times where I thought, oh, it's going wide. And then yeah. I like, hit the crossbar. And I was yeah. like, oh, what? I thought yeah. that was nowhere near. Yeah, there were a couple of close calls <laughs> like yeah, that. Yeah, there was. So. You, you had it covered. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just going back to when you first uh, got into the, the Adelaide United team. Um, this is a bit of a silly question. Mm. But I, the fans pretty quickly took to calling you cornflakes. Yeah. Could you hear that from the crowd? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could hear that. Did a it lot bother of, you? No, no, no. A lot of people called me that over yeah. the years or Kellogg's or, or oh, whatever. Yeah. A little bit disappointed I never got a Kellogg's sponsorship, uh, if I'm honest, yeah, but there's still time, Kellogg's. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There is still um, time. Yeah, no, that was fine. No, yeah. that's, that's nice. I mean, um, yeah. I suppose it's a little bit... Um, it brings some, a different element to, to yeah. who you are. And I think there was even a game where the guy had a cornflakes box on his head with uh-huh. the uh, the eyes cut out maybe or yeah. something. So that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I embraced that. Even when yeah. I was, um, for my 21st birthday, my invitations were the little boxes of cornflakes. Oh, really? You know, yeah. the ones you get like yeah, in the, a hotel lobby yeah. and breakfast. Yep. So I sent those out for my party. So That's yeah, nah, I, um, <laughs> I embraced that. I liked it. Um, again, like we, we, we uh, you know, you mentioned about... Um, you know, the Champions League run. Let's talk about that because for so many fans, there's a great Fox Sports special about it as well that you can find on KO. Um, that run was just an unbelievable run. 
Um, and you seem to pop up and score crucial goals. It was almost like you just turned into a goal-scoring machine. When we needed a goal, when we needed one-nil wins, yeah. there was Robert Cornplay. Yeah, no, nah, that was um, – it's obviously very, very fond memories and yeah. one of the best times of my career, if not the best. And and as I say, we would, we're at that age. I think we're 22, 23 years old. And I say we because, you know, me and Scott Jamison yeah. lived together and – um, you know, my, one of my best mates, Jay Spaniolo, was there as well. So it was just, it was just so much fun, and we were just on that wave of momentum. The, the, the following from the fans, the media were on, jumped on board. Yeah. You know, we had, I don't, I don't know exactly, but I'll, I'll say a couple hundred people to the airport when we came back from, yeah. uh, from Uzbekistan, I think yeah, it was. And um, yeah, I mean that whole thing. I watched that documentary only probably about six months ago. Yeah, I saw someone tweet about it, yeah. and I thought, oh, can't. Can't remember that you know. The, I watched it when it was first made, yeah. and I just thought, oh, you know, I'm going to watch it again, and yeah. it just, um, yeah, brought back so many memories, so much fun, and you know, even just all the things that happened at the airport in Uzbekistan, and just yeah. you know, and, and you like you say, you know, the, the goals that I popped up with, it was just obviously we wish we'd won it. The, yeah. the funny thing is, like, not winning it, it doesn't really feel that disappointing. Okay, you know, like it, yeah. of course at the time you were disappointed, yeah, but right. looking back <laughs> on it, knowing what we achieved at the time, it was like. Mm you know, history making, yep. you know, looking back on the fact that we lost the final, it doesn't really cut me that much. Um, I just think they were far better than us and we probably didn't play all that well. So yeah, that's what you get. Up. If you yeah. got robbed, then yeah, you'd probably be upset. But yeah, yeah we weren't even close. Yeah. And look, they, they were absolute quality. Mm. Endo was in the team. Yep. And, you know, yeah, they they were an unbelievable team to yeah. come up against. And that, that run was just so crazy. And I remember, um, you know, the group stage, the, the, we had... You know, okay, crowds yep. at, at, at Coopers. I, I happen to go to every home game. Yeah. Uh, and then just as we progressed, it's just the it's crowd got bigger, and bigger, bigger. And then by the end of it, yeah. you know, I think it was a quarter final, then the semi, and then that final was just packed, I, and the atmosphere was. Just I think amazing. I've heard, I think I've heard it a couple of times. I'm probably one of the people that said it as well. But when you go to those FFA Cup finals at Highmarsh mm -hmm. or even you know the, the other matches, um, against people, pe people say like, oh, this reminds me of the, the ACL run. Oh, you yeah. know, people say that. They say, oh, this kind of, because it's that midweek crowd yeah. as well for the yeah. cup and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's got that Champions League feel about it. It does. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, just that vibe and that energy yeah. about the place. I just wish we could, you know, just bottle that and, and do that every week. Well, let's hope for Adelaide United yeah. back in the uh, ACL soon. Yeah, well, that, that'd be great. The mm. last run wasn't, wasn't a great one. No. But, you know, anyway, we weren't, we're not talking about <laughs> that. But, um... But yeah, you said you don't really remember necessary specifics mm. of the games. So even those goals, I mean, do I dare ask? Like, yeah, obviously those, like the one against Pohang, yeah. uh, that was in the first game of the group stage yep. away. I think it was like the fifth minute or something. Yeah, and I don't think any, I don't think anybody was picking us nah. in that game. And then we came out with a, that Yeah, win. two new win, I think it was. Yeah. Lucas Pantelis with a corner swung yes. it in. So. Yep. And and I think why that one me uh, remember that one is because I went ended up playing in Korea four years. I yeah. played in that stadium a number of times. Po yeah. Hung was like my local derby as well when I was yeah, in okay. Korea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one stands out. And of course, the the winner against uh, Kashima when I scored yeah. the own goal in the first leg <laughs> was the villain. Um, yeah. And then scored the winner in at Highmarsh, sent us through to the semifinals. That's yeah. um obviously that's the one that people really remember me for. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, obviously. It wasn't even the best of headers. It wasn't even the best of goals, but <laughs> it, it hit the back of the net. Yeah. And I don't even actually know why I was in the box. Really? Because if you watch the build up to that goal, like I was playing right back yeah. and Cassio swung it in and I'm like on the penalty spot. So I think Travis was playing right wing and he like drifted inside. Okay. 
I'd like to say it was my brilliant timing and, and yeah. reading of the game that got me there. But gut, gut we, punching over, we needed a, we needed a goal. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously that one. Hopefully people remember that one for a long, long time. Oh, to I come. think so. Yeah. yeah, I think you know if you go and talk to Reds fans, that's <laughs> probably one of the ones they're going to bring up to you first. Yeah. But while we're while we're talking about goals, the uh, the goggle celebration. Yeah. Tell us what's that about. So Nikolai Topper Stanley. Mm-hmm. He plays for um, Newcastle and he's played for Wanderers and everything. When we were in the Ollie Roos together, he used to do that with one finger. Right. And it was like a kind of uh, a joke of saying like, if someone had zero chance of doing something, he'd say zero. And he'd put it like, as that was his way of doing a zero. Right. So then I can't remember how much longer after that, I was at home and I was just joking around with my sister, my younger sister. And I did two, like a right. mask. And I said, oh, I'm going to do this if I score. And she was like, don't do that. That's embarrassing. Like, So then I was like, well, if, it, if she's going to be embarrassed, then I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> so then, yeah, then I just started doing it. It yeah. just caught on. And then like in Asia, people like started calling it the Batman, the superhero. Oh, yeah. So I kind of just yeah became sort of, it's like a superhero mask, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a couple of pretty iconic photos on, on Getty Images. Yeah. Well, there was a couple in South Korea because I did it in South Korea as yeah. well. And there was actually like a billboard outside of my stadium. It was like a pylon like of my photo and face doing that so and even for Selangor in Malaysia that yeah. like people know it yeah. and it, it was actually a guy that played in the youth team for Adelaide United and, and a few other clubs Dane Milovanovic I think okay. his surname is yep. and he um, he started doing it in Indonesia and he <laughs> it took off there as well people started making t-shirts yeah, and right. everything so yeah, no, it was good fun. Have you uh, have you picked out a player that maybe you could pass it down to, or is it? That's a good know, one. Yeah, uh, I'll have to hold auditions because some people can't do it. <laughs> some people can't actually do yeah. it. So, especially uh, in the heat of the moment, you've scored. Yeah, you, you know, you're well, that's the thing with the adrenaline. Socceroos. When I scored yeah. for the Socceroos, I never did it because I was right. just too excited and I just yeah. forgot. Yeah, I was like, if there was any time to do it, yeah, that was going to get the most attention. That was yeah. the one. So, yeah. let myself down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you you moved to to Korea. Yeah, Jonam uh, Dragons. Yep. Um, how did that come about and, and mm. just explain um, that move. When did you first hear about it? And then, you know, yeah, well, leaving um, I think it was just a couple of days after the season had ended at United. Rini Coolen was the coach. And again, it's about timing um, for me again, because he, he had me on the bench. Right. Um, he probably wasn't the biggest fan of mine, which is fine. And mm-hmm. um, sort of on the thing was like the Thursday after the season finished, I was in the city here and I was going to the travel agents to book a holiday to Bali Mm -hmm. and we stopped to get some lunch first, me and my my now wife. And I got a call from an agent called Zelko Sousa. I didn't know Zelko. And he just said, Oh, I got some interest from you uh, in South Korea. This is the team. This is what the the money and all that sort of stuff is. What are you thinking? And and knowing that, you know, maybe wasn't in Coolin's plans. I thought, you know, that, yeah, this, this sounds good. And then on Monday, I was on the plane. I, I was right, gone. So, quick. yeah, the, the the transfer fee, I can say now, was I don't know if it was reported at the time, it was only 125000 So pretty um, pretty low money um, compared to what some people go for. Um, and I just spoke to Michael Petrillo, who was mm-hmm. in charge at the time. He spoke to the coach. They were, they were happy. So, yeah, paid that. And, um, yeah, that was it. I was off. Yeah, right. Yeah, signed a two-year deal. And then after a year, signed for another three years. So, yeah, um, again, Good timing is probably one of the best things yeah. I did in my life. Yeah, and, and tell us about that experience in Korea. I mean, yeah. it's a complete change. Mm-hmm. So, and you mentioned just before about just looking out the bus window and you know, just yeah, a completely different place. So, well, what's that? What's that like? The thing is, um, when you're in Asia, quite often, I don't, I don't know if it's because English is the second language mm. for the for the people there, but it can feel like they're very blunt. 
you can feel like they're very forthright. And basically when I landed, it was like, oh, we, you're here to lead the team. You're here to be the, the general at the back. And this is what we're expecting from you. And I was like, oh, what? You know, like, <laughs> oh, okay. Because to be honest, when I went there, I was thinking, this is a great opportunity, but I don't even know if I'm good enough, you know, like just, you know, an, a, just a normal standard A-league player pretty much. And then I'm going to the K-League. I'm like, oh, no. And then when I got there and I saw the training, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually very, very good. But I think, um, you know, one thing I've been pretty good at is adapting and, and sort of and fitting in well wherever I've gone. So, yeah, just worked hard. And I probably didn't play the first four or five games. They left me out. And then we had a cup game where they played like the second team. Mm-hmm. And, this, well, there's no really second team. But, right. you know, a, yeah. a lot of the sort of players that hadn't been playing. Mm-hmm. And we had a really good win. And then from that team, he kept maybe eight of them in the first 11 and we played against Suwon away, which is like the biggest game of the year, and we won 2-1. And then from there, I just played every game. Yeah, yeah wow. And so did a, a few others. Yeah, <laughs> So, okay. yeah, that was, again, good timing. Yeah, and then yeah. How, how long you played? You had a lot of appearances there. I yeah, think it was I just think, shy of 100, Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of cu- – not that I really care, but <laughs> there was a couple of cup competitions that yep. – the stats never got recorded for. Okay. Um, so official K League games, I was less than a hundred, but I would have played more than a hundred yeah, for, so for the club. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and again, I scored a few goals, which was yeah, which was nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, um, I, I think oh, I can't remember. It was on a par with with United. I yeah. Think, I think it was looking a, at the stats. Un, just under ten or something. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And and in Asia, they love a centre back that can score yeah. a, a goal. So. Um, and that was a time I think they were just snapping up Australian centre backs. Yeah. Play, so it was they? like me, Sasha, um, Luke Devere was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Madashi was there. Another guy, Alex Jovanovic, uh, who's still there. Yeah. Um, Is it because of the Eddie Bosna? Eddie Bosna. Yeah, of course. The physicality, yeah. of course. Uh, Sasha doing well. Yeah. Sash won the Asian Champions League with right, with Songnam. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, off the back of that, Alex Wilkinson went to John Book. He won like two or three. Yeah. K League titles, yeah. so yeah, and you see Adam Taggart just won the Golden Boot. That's right, Terry Antonis. So yeah, Aussie's done all right there. There's been a few that haven't done well as well, like yeah. anywhere. Um, but yeah, I think they just like our work ethic and our hunger and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, look, it's hard to compare K League with A League and everything, mm. but you know, like, what are some of the differences? I mean, it's a pretty you know um, well uh, developed football culture over there. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's just technique of the players. You can see when we play in the Asian Champions League more often than not, they're good. They've obviously, they choose their foreigners very, very well. Um, you know, they, they have good research and, and, and good connections to get good foreigners. It's just, it's very, very demanding physically. The Mm -hmm. training, the games are okay. Like the games can be quite scrappy, even more scrappy than the A-League. Um, but in terms of training, like it's very, very, very tough. And, you know, in preseason, we'd do double session Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, right. and we'd play a game on Wednesday and Saturday. So that's for like only six to seven weeks though, because it's a lot shorter, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's, you, it it's, just, it's difficult. Do you think the climate between the two countries obviously plays a part? Cause it's so hot here. Well, it's so, so hot there actually. Oh, yeah, so yeah, actually they they've got the ex- two extremes. So in winter right. it's like in Seoul, it can be minus 10 right. and snowing. So okay. when that, that's when pre-season's on. Okay. So you usually go away. So I used, we used to go to Thailand every year for three weeks. Some teams go to Turkey. Um, some go to Japan, which is a little bit cooler. Yeah. Uh, sorry, warmer. And then in summer, it's like 37, 38. Okay. So they're, humid they're, though? Yeah, really humid. Right. A bit like North Queensland. Okay. So they've yep. got really like both extremes. and But the players are freaks. Yeah. They're so, they're so um, strong. You know, we'd train at 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Mm. And they'd wake up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym themselves. 
right. so three, three and yeah. that's and there'll be like fifteen of them in there, not like one or two. Um, but you've got to squad of like 40, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And, and, and at the clubhouse, you know, all the players live in the one place. Mm-hmm. They've got chefs, washing ladies, um, full-time physios and doctors that live there. You can see them any time of the day. Um, you've got a cafeteria. Um, yeah, it's yeah. you've got games room with pool tables and TVs and table tennis. Right. Yeah, it's, everything's there. Yeah, literally another yeah, literally, literally, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you went to Selangor? Yep. Yep. Uh, so, again, like, you know, you come to the end of time of career, you know, I guess you've yep. had a few different options on the table and mm. head off to Malaysia. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, I never told this story, actually, so you'll like this. Oh, awesome. when, I was in, uh, when I was in South Korea, I had an offer to go to China. Okay. So the transfer fee was about nine hundred thousand, considering the the the, China, uh, the Korean club had only paid a hundred grand, mm-hmm. and obviously my salary was a lot more. So I wanted to go, um, and the the Korean Chonam said, "No, we want a million. Um, so the Chinese club said, "No." So I said, "I'll pay, I'll make up the difference, obviously, because obviously my salary was going up." I said, "I'll give the extra hundred, thinking, all right, cool." And then um, Chonam Dragons were like, "No, nah, um, we we don't want you to go." At this time, I was playing. Two positions. So if okay. we were losing, I'd play as a striker. And if we yeah, were winning, right. I'd play as a defender. Right. Um, so they're like, you're too valuable to us. Okay. Um, and I was spewing. Like, I was really, really pissed off. Um, and then a year later, I was coming to my end of my four years in Korea. Um, it was time for me to move on. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Where am I going to go? Like, rubbing my hands together sort of thing. And I had basically nothing. Like wow. I couldn't find anything. I wanted to maybe go to Thailand, China, another club in South Korea. Um, you know, A-League was a possibility, but I yeah. wanted to try to stay in Asia. Um, and basically Malaysia was the only place where really wanted me bad enough and I could still make a really good living. Okay. Um, but I didn't really want to go there. I was like, Malaysia's rubbish. Um, but anyway, that's all I had. Um, I went there and again, like it worked out perfectly yeah. for me, ended up winning the Malaysian cup, um, became again, like a bit of a cult, cult hero, yeah. um, made history, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. And yeah. Not, as, not as rubbish as you first thought. No, <laughs> it's very good. In a way it's more difficult because you don't have all those things you had in South Korea. Yeah. You yeah. got, you got to get by all yourself. Um, you know, you might have to do train when you don't want to eat food. You don't want to stay in a hotel. You don't want to. Um, all these types of things, um, you know, the, I've, I've spoken about it before the training ground where I train was, was terrible. There was like no showers or anything. You have to shower in a, in a hose from a tap and, and some players like would say, Oh, amateur football. (laughs) Yeah. Some players would say like, Oh, well you're getting paid a lot of money. Like who cares? But when you're actually there and you have to do it every day, you're like, you don't care how much money you're getting. You're like, this is shit. You know, like you got to have respect for yourself and like. But I just, again, I just adapted, just dealt with it, just did what I needed to do and yeah, and then got on with the job. Yeah, geez. And then you end up back in Australia with Western Sydney. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> it. You went to Western Sydney. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah, played there for how many years was it in the end? It felt like only you were there year, for quite a long no, time. No, I was only there a year and a half. Really? Yeah, season and a half. So, Gee, okay, um, I thought it was like three years. It felt like Nah. That. Well. Maybe not to you. No, no, no. Well, it felt like that because it was 
bloody tough as well with Popper. <laughs> but um, yeah, I made no mistakes about the, sorry, no secrets about the fact that Popper is the best coach I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see, you know, his record in the A-League is very good despite the fact he hasn't won a grand final. Um, and yeah, obviously very honoured to wear the captain's armband. The armband there was just a shame it wasn't for longer, but I had another opportunity to go back to, mm-hmm. to Malaysia, um, which I did. And then, you know, six months later, I was retired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wow. Happened I'd... quite quickly. Was was there any thoughts of going back to Sydney when you first came back to Australia? Nah, Adelaide's home. Um, yeah. Grew up in Adelaide. Got my, you know, I got my family home up in Adelaide Hills. Yeah. It was always the plan to come back here. Okay. Um, and you know, even for my wife being away for eight years or whatever it was from home, two kids now. Yeah. To be overseas in Asia and not have any support, like from friends and family, it's it's pretty mm-hmm. difficult, you know, especially for the the partners. You know, I'm going away for away games or three, four, or five days at a time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're at home with the two, she's at home with the two kids. Um, you can't just call up something, your mom or something and say, oh, yeah. can you look after them? Like, so, yeah, we're enjoying ourselves back in Adelaide now. We've got all our family, all my wife's family's here, all my family's here. So, yeah, we, we're getting plenty of babysitters and, <laughs> and just for them to hang around their cousins and stuff is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's good. How old are your kids now? Uh, my daughter's five in January and my son's uh, just over 18 months. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, Fun. so Fun got a nice place in the hills, um, you know, Sometimes we get kangaroos and koalas on yeah, there, so they um, kids love that and they're just running around outside. Yeah, it's brilliant. Are you, are you living close to uh, Mick Maroney's farm? So I went to Mick <laughs> Maroney's uh, farm. Yeah, uh, probably I've been twice actually. Yeah. Um, he's doing really well out there. It's, yeah. it's completely different to what I where I live. Um, he's sort of uh, you know I'm not sure how many people have sort of seen the story I did on him, but um, yeah, he's building the house pretty much himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a few animals and stuff like that. It's a bit more farm, farmy than yeah, mine. Yeah. Um, but he's got the kangaroos and the koalas as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. So yeah. yeah, well, I'll speak to Mick a little bit now. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to see, you can find it on social media. It was well, on the, Channel 7. Yeah, I mean, the thing is now we uh, we message each other basically and say, like, oh, I've got this chainsaw or he'll be like, oh, I bought this tractor. <laughs> I've like, got this ride on lawnmower. Yeah. And we take photos and we send it to him. And then I build a fence. <laughs> Uh, with my father-in-law, took probably about four or five days, and then he wants to build a fence. So he said, "Oh, who'd you get to do your yeah. your, your mesh?" And I was like, "Oh, cool, this fence yeah. guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Did a... you ever think you'd be talking about these nah, things and getting excited? Nah. Well, I, I'm I wasn't a handyman at all. Like yeah. I didn't even know how to use a, a drill or a bloody screwdriver. Yeah. So, but now you know, I've got the I've got the big whipper snipper with a harness. Yeah, I've, got yeah. the, I've got the chainsaw, and my father-in-law's got a farm, so he's taught me how to use it all properly. Right. So I chop my fingers off. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So I'm out. I I probably do. Honest to God, I'll probably do between ten and fifteen hours of gardening a week. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, the only problem man. is I don't get paid to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I find gardening hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm OCD. If I see one weed, I'm like, I've got to get oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Weeding, like, yeah. Once you start, you <laughs> yeah. just got to get it all. Don't yeah. You? But I, like, I, I'm not. I'm like you. I'm not a handyman at all. So yeah. I was impressed a couple of years ago that I was yeah. actually even able to build like a tiny like garden shed <laughs> with my dad a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh wow, like, yeah. I, like I could actually. Well, do if you this. have a look on my Instagram, there's a picture of me in a garden shed that I built. Oh yeah. <laughs> so all right, I'm, I'm in that boat too. Yeah. Follow <laughs> Robbie Cornthwaite on Instagram and check out his his shed. Yeah. All right, look, we'll probably wrap it up there. So I yep. want to thank you for coming in. My this pleasure. Being a good chat. Maybe we'll do it again soon. Yep. And, uh, you know, look, you're welcome to come in <laughs> and record a, a Legends podcast <laughs> or an ex-player podcast uh, anytime you want. Thank so, you very much. Yeah, thank you, Robbie. Appreciate pleasure. It. Thanks very much. Bye.